Welcome back to CPR's Clubhouse Live. My name is CPR Jose Ortiz, and I'm being joined by Vocal Image, Fred Nice, also known as AJ Cardona, and of course, Angel Mena. Welcome, fellas. Hey, what's up? You doing? You guys good evening, really everyone. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, bro. You I've know? been I I got a cup full of liquor. I'm good. <laughs> so listen, I'm this is the CPR's Clubhouse Unsung series. And I think it's important for us to celebrate and also cat, uh, uh, categorize and, and catalog uh, a lot of the people that meant something to the freestyle community. Now, you, Vocal Image, if we go to New England, there's a lot of influence coming from this group. Uh, the members that were part of this group at one time also have influence right now in freestyle or went to have uh, solo careers where they got to flourish as well. Uh, so we're going to start from the beginning. We're going to go all the way back in time. Um, we're going to go back to 1994. And uh, we're going to talk to Fred Nice first because Fred, Fred Nice is the original, the OG, the the, the member that's been there all along. Uh, Fred, how did the concept of vocal image come uh, to fruition? Well, it's been such a long time that whatever this story is, is going to be the new one. <laughs> <laughs> So here's what I'll tell you. Here's what I'll tell you. I, the, the whole freestyle thing with me started with, with uh, Curiosity or Eerie. Uh, I even forgot what it was called back in the day. You know, we were in a group together. It didn't work out the way it was. Um, well, I mean, what happened was at one point I went to New York City on, on, a, on a job. And when I come back, the record was recorded and, and <laughs> out. So I was kind of upset about that. I'm like, man. And, and, and I went to go ahead and... Started my own project with June. If you guys remember June Love, mm -hmm. uh, my sidekick, my my road dog, my buddy, you know, and him and I started the group, and we uh, we did the uh, Do You Believe in Me, which took us about a year to record, because we kept doing um, I want to say this, we kept doing trips every three months out there to do something on, on a beat up hoopty. Uh, my buddy Eddie was driving us at one point, you know, driving with a um, non registered car with a cardboard license plate right you oh remember? yeah remember that so we drove all the way to new york city back a couple of times to record it i probably spent on that first demo i probably spent about fifteen hundred dollars you know which was a lot back in 1994 with somebody that was making who knows what eight dollars an hour right you know uh, and i i swear that phil andrew just kept robbing me every time i went out there <laughs> <laughs> He's like another 250, another 200, another 300. But, you know, we ended up recording it. We were finishing it uh, around the last run. Um, Ashley came with us, and she ended up adding her background vocals in it. Like, keep this in mind. Me, June, and Eddie went up there like seven times to get the song recorded. Ashley went up there, gave us a ride, did her take. Uh, she was done in about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was always a professional. You know that. Uh, she had so very you – know, and, and that's how that, that – that's how that song was done. Do you believe in me? And um, I think it took about, I mean, this, the song came out in 1994, but we started it probably like 91, 92. It took a long time to finish. And then uh, it was probably finished in 93. And then it took about a year before Viper released it. You know, uh, how did how did you um, end up on, on Viper Records? Because now we're going to talk about influence, right? While everyone was doing stuff independently in New England, you were the first one to get signed to what we thought was a major, right? So you have Mac, Metropolitan, uh, you have Cutting, 
And so we see you uh, and, and your song on Viper 7 Records, uh, subsidiary from uh, Metropolitan. How did you get your song on there? How did you connect with Adam Morano and, and the crew to get your song on that label? I mean, just think about this. There was no Facebook, no uh, Twitter, none of that stuff going on, right? So there was no instant gratification. So I was doing everything snail mail or phone numbers, you know. Um, I actually sent my stuff to, um, what was the Chicago label? Uh, DJ International. Yeah, yeah. I sent it to them. I got no response from them. I sent it to Wise Guy Records um, in Florida. And what they said was, this is a great song uh, for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> That was way back in the day. And then I, that's pretty mean, isn't it? And then I sent the song to Upstairs, uh, not Upstairs Record. Um, um, my God, Jocelyn Enrique's label, Classified Records. Yes. Oh, wow. And I ended up speaking with um, not not the guy that we know all the time in music. He's the other guy. I'm telling you. Rex, I'm, I'm, Santa I'm, Elena. I'm old right now. So Are we talking about Glenn Gutierrez or Mario Agustin? Yeah, the, the other guy. Mario Agustin? Mario Agustin. So I, I ended was up. Yep. I ended up speaking with him, and he actually met me in New York City. Um, he was over there. We met up. We talked about it for a little bit. He told me what he liked about the song, what he didn't like about the song, you know, what I should do to improve it to make it a more quality record. But at that time, I was like, man, I'm all out of money. It is what it is, you know? Um, and at, at some point during that time, I had grabbed one of those catalogs and found the phone number, and yeah. I left a message for uh, Metropolitan. Somebody from, from Adam Arano's camp got back to me. Um, him and I spoke. He said, yeah, I'll take it. I love the record. And I thought that I was like, oh, my God, I got signed by Metropolitan. I mean, I'm, I'm Big Willie. I, I beat everybody. I didn't realize at the time he was just collecting, you know. Yes. He, was, he, he was just collecting songs after songs. So he had my song out there for about a year. And he kept telling me it's coming out this month, coming out this month. And I'm telling everybody, oh, my song's coming out. So for a year, I was that fool, coming out soon. Yeah. Coming soon, you know. <laughs> you know, when the record came out, I didn't even know about it. Mr. Musica called me and said, hey, um, you know, your record finally came out. <laughs> so so I ran over there and I looked at him like, oh, my God, my record really is here. I think I bought like 20 copies of my own record, you know. Um, but that was pretty much it. So was I signed to Metropolitan, Viper 7? Yeah, but not really. <laughs> When, when you say not really, it, was there a contract involved? Was there any monetary I, compensation? There was a contract involved. Um, and I still have that contract. It was a one-page contract that involved my social security number, his social security number. Um, it was pretty much one of those contracts that I shouldn't have signed without a lawyer or without having somebody look at it. Basically, the, the contract said, I'm signing you a bunch of stuff I didn't understand. This is how we're going to make our money. It's how you're going to make yours. And all I saw was, I don't care. I'm a signed artist. <laughs> and so I was just signing and signing. And, and, and you know who I had look at the contact with me was June Love. What does he know about music as well? Him and I both looked at it and said, yeah, we're signed. Okay, we're good. And, and we did it. Um, there was some compensation stuff on it related to compilation sales, single sales, all that stuff. But, you know, we, we never saw any penny of that. You've mentioned uh, June Love and you mentioned Ashley. Um, what were they actual members of the group, or were they members that just came about being part of the group? Yeah. So June Love was uh, a founding member of Vocal Image with me. You know, when I just, when I set out to do this, you know, he was there the entire time. You know, I, I wanted to make records. June wanted to meet girls. <laughs> you know, 
So I guess it were uh, yeah, Angel, you already know that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> it, it worked out very well for him, you know. Um, um, as far as Ashley goes, she was being managed at the time by Michael Ingracia. And Michael Ingracia ended up managing us. So he hooked us up together. And then we just became friends and we became road partners. And whenever she had a show, we were there. Whenever we had a show, she was there. Um, she always featured and came on stage with us because of her, you know, the part in us, you know, in the one record that we had. So so she's not vocal image, but she's vocal image, if you know what I mean. Yes, of course. She's a female voice, the female voice on the Do You Believe in Me uh, single. Yes. Uh, now, how did how did the um, exit of Do Love happen? Uh, June had to take some time off to take care of some personal stuff, you know. Um, so when he did that, um, I'm trying to think. Angel, you got you got to help me here, but I know that shortly after he left. Um, I know I had a concert there and I was, was it Epi? Yeah, was it was Epi. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, see, why are you laughing already, Jose? Why are you laughing already? So, so when June Love left to take some personal stuff, I needed to fill that void. So, I was working at Kinko's, you know, and my boy Epi was there. And he's like, um, if, if you need me, I'll do it. I'm like, okay, whatever. So, Epi joined us and everything. And we were, we were performing. It was still my record and stuff. So, you know, Epi did the best that he could, and um, we did uh, probably a Fuga jam or something. Yes, yes. It was a Fuga jam. Yeah. And I was there singing, and, and Epi was there, you know, with me singing. Yeah. And Angel was there, and uh, yeah. and that's when Angel and I met, you know what I'm saying? Hey, imagine this, right? It's like a revelation, and I'm looking, I'm, I'm sad and depressed, and everything is so sad. And I look across the, the, the audience, and there's Angel with an angel wing and a halo. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting there, and, and if I remember correctly, he was in between groups himself or whatever. Yeah, the, whatever yeah it was. was. Yeah. I'm sitting there singing depressed and all upset, and he's over there, you know, and, and we, we just mess, you know what I'm saying? Imagine the romantic music, right? Right? <laughs> it, it was, was, it was, that was our cute, that was our meet cute. Now, now, Angel, what other groups were you entertaining at the time before you joined Vocal Image? Um, I was in uh, TAO, and um, after that, um, what happened was my brother, he had left, he had basically left um, the area. So I was a man, I was, I was by myself, you know what I mean? So then... Like he said, I remember that night we were at Fuga Jam. It was over by, um, it was behind, um, wasn't it behind Dutch Point? Yeah, Pulaski, the, the Polish. Yeah. Oh. yeah, it was over there. I remember that. So um, there were mad people there that night. I remember that night. It was a great night. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I don't know if that was the night. I think that was the night that I told you. I was like, yeah, I'm joining Vocal Image. Yeah. And you told him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We had already met before, but that was like you know, it was like yeah. So you know, so just just so you know, I'm joining Vocal Image. <laughs> just, 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 just so you know. No, you know what it was. I just, I, I, I saw. You know, I've been a fan of you know of Fred. You know, we you know we've known each other because we had mutual friends. You know, like he mentioned, Eerie Curiosity. That's where I joined, that's where I came in. You know what I mean? So um, we had we had mutual friends 
And I remember when the Do You Believe in Me record dropped, I was a hating ass dude. I'm not going to lie. I was hating. I was like, how did he get a record? I don't got a record yet. <laughs> well, that, that's our that's that Angel Men away, because I still remember the ride from hell. And we'll talk about that a little later. We owe that, that story to the community. We'll, we'll talk that towards the end, the ride from hell, <laughs> where, you, where you drove that little car, and we we're talking about um, you wanting to get a, a um, an album deal, and you're not getting it, and then you eating every single red light uh, in Wonderful <laughs> Avenue while you're driving. But we'll talk about that later. So, well, you know, I, I'm telling you, my heart sunk to my butt. You know what I mean? That's uh, He just kept on going, you know? But, That's, um, um, Saturday night for Angel. <laughs> so, you know, these... these I was a hothead back then. <laughs> yes. These trips that you would take to New York, those seem like uh, trips that you would take over and over again throughout the years. Now, yeah. a lot of people are not aware that it was expensive back then to cut a demo, right? And, and to do a, a song. Now it's not that expensive. As you just heard Fred, he spent about $1,500 going back and forth from uh, Connecticut to New York uh, to to record uh, Do You Believe in Me? And even though he shopped it around, you know, a lot of people were saying no, even though he had spent all these years on this, on this song. Um, the song ended up being number one on Clubhouse Dance Music uh, Countdown. Uh, back in 1994, Hey Zeus and Jews was a host at the time, and I remember listening to um, his countdown because I was creating mine um, at 103.5. But I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a, a picture into the mix here. What what do you think of this picture right here? Um, there, there, there are different names here, right? Who is oh, really Who's that Rector? one? Well, first off, I remember we took that. That was the picture we took at Razzles, right? Yes. That was the picture we took at Razzles. I remember that. Uh, it was, uh, who, who, it, all right, so what were the names? It was Wreck the One, uh, Fred Nice, Caesar, right? Yeah, and Epic. And Epic, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of Epic, uh, do you remember the day that Epic was asked to leave the, the, the group? I guess we'll talk about that in, in a brief period of time during the show. But how yeah. did Julio join Vocal Image? So Julio was, like I said, he he was at if I'm if my memory serves me correctly, because remember this is this is almost thirty years ago. Um, he was at Job Corps. So yeah. remember that, yeah. So he came back, and when he came back, I mean, Julio's always been an amazing vocalist ever since we were young. So. You know, um, we did, you know, we were hanging out and whatever, you know, and we wrote Without Your Love. And uh, we wound up recording Without Your Love and The Seventh Circle of Hell. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't want to cut you off, but hey, just just so you know, so I was living, I think I was living on Gray Street or some yeah. random street in Hartford. And yeah. I had PC and we were using Cakewalk one point. Oh, yeah. Cakewalk 1.0, and I produced this. Listen, and that's when I'm still producing the exact same crap. You know, <laughs> I, I, I haven't evolved, right? So I produced that, and then we wrote without your love, and it's like so we started singing, and I and I want you to picture this, all right, Jose? Because I I kid you, I kid you not. People practice harmony for years. It's it's not something that's that that you can do naturally. 
we sang that song for the first time. We sang Without Your Love. We wrote the chorus and all three of us sang it. And because the different timbers of our voices, there was natural harmony without any practice. And if Julio didn't want to be part of the group, he would have gotten beat up right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> because we just sang harmony and stuff. And at the time that we did it, I didn't even really understand what harmony was. You know, I didn't understand what harmony was. And I remember Erie being pissed off, you know, because nobody can do harmony when we're doing the curiosity, the original curiosity. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm singing just like you. But that's not what he wanted. He wanted harmony. But uh, so Angel, Julio and I just sang naturally. And it was like, my God, this is, it's just too good to be true. Now, back then, there was a lot of different, uh, uh, like, subsidiary groups, Connecticut labels. Yo, there was, there was crazy. We used to have jam sessions. Remember that, Fred? Yep. Oh. Our, our, the riff-offs. We, we had the riff-offs yeah. before they were popular. Yeah, it was crazy. We were doing verses before it was, before it was mainstream. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, going back to the members of Vocal Image, we went from Fred Nice to uh, June Love. We also had uh, Ashley there for a moment, and not a regular member, but just uh, part of the group for a second or two, or any time that she could make it to to the shows. Uh, we have um, Angel Mena saying that he's gonna join. So he basically took uh, hold of a spot. Uh, then we had um, also the mention of Epi or Epic uh, before uh, Angel joined the group. Uh, of course, uh, we talk about Julio Mena who also joined the group. Now, when did uh, this happen? When did um, uh, Freestyle Parade Volume Number One uh, and and the recording of Why? When when did that happen? Did Why uh, record first, or was it Without Your Love that recorded first? Why was first? Yeah, Why. Now, why was first? A, why Julio wasn't even in Vocal Image when Why was recorded. Now, Why was this when you guys had that that uh, great trip to New York, or was it Without Your Love? They were both interesting trips. The first trip was, that was the trip I met Willie Valentine was when we did Why. That was the first time I'd ever met. I had never even spoken to him on the phone. Fred had already spoken to him and he set everything up, you know, and Willie was like, you know, I'll do, I'll release the record because Willie was getting ready to release um, the records on Tasmania. You know, this was before Tasmania moved over to Metropolitan and then, Willie wound up on Micmac, but, um, you know, he, he had just finished releasing, uh, don't turn all of away. No, he didn't release it yet. He had just finished recording it and he had let us hear it. And we were in awe when we heard that record. And, uh, yeah, Lorenzo the Lawn, uh, launch artist yeah, recording. I, was, I think I almost quit. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest with you. That put a lot of pressure on us when he showed us that record. I was like, like, what is this? Who is this professional and what are you doing to us, you know? Yeah, yeah, put a lot of pressure on us. But, um, you know, Fred was shopping the record around. It was uh, Y, the original version. He was shopping it around. It was him and uh, Epi had recorded that. And um, Willie had gotten a hold of it. And Willie said, okay, you know, I'll release it, but I need to do a remix to it. So the plan was it was going to be the original and then the remix. Well, <laughs> when we got to pick up Willie... Um, well, that's right. We picked them up. Yeah, we drove them to the studio. Yeah, we I drove to Polygon. Yeah, I don't think Will had his license yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we 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 drove to Polygon, um, and on the way there, you know, Willie hadn't even heard me sing yet, you know. So, um, 
we were in the car and then uh Fred was like, Oh yeah, you know, and and then Willie was like, All right, let me hear you sing. So then I sang, I think I sang Fallen Angel by Clear Touch, if I'm not mistaken. That was the song I sang. And um Willie Willie turned to and I this makes me laugh because every time I was just talking to Willie about it the other day too. Uh, Willie turned to Fred and was like, yeah, he's doing the lead on the record. <laughs> so that's how I wound up doing the first verse of, of why. Um, and uh, Willie did the backgrounds on it. And we were talking about it. You know, if we knew then what we know now, that record would have been so much better. Yeah. It's crazy. Why actually has one of my favorite breaks. And I've always wanted like an extended break version of that because uh, it has that read my lip sample in the middle. Yeah. And it's so dope. It's just, I never heard anything like that before. Um, and it just became an instant classic. Um, you guys, you guys ruled 103.5 CPR's clubhouse for the time that I started all the way to the end. Willie was a, he was a wizard, man. We got into the studio and he had a bunch of samples and he played them. He was like, okay, we're using this, 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 this. Yeah. He he was ready. He was ready. I had never, that was the first time, you know, I had recorded with other producers before. You know, I even recorded, you know, with Tasmania. And this is their studio. You understand? Polygon was their home turf. Willie went in there and he tore it up. I, it was unbelievable. The sound, the sound was completely different. You yeah. didn't know what a Polygon production is. And then you hear the Willie Valentine production is totally different. Yeah, well, it was it was crazy. To that point, I did why originally at the Polygon with Rob. So the original record of why that I was shopping was me. And the background vocals were, you know, me. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I was shopping that record, the version that me and Rob did, you know? And that's still around. You know, it's funny how things get around. Like, I don't think I ever released it, but it's on the internet somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. version of why if you hear that that's the song that i was shopping so to not not to go back a little bit i shopped that to tasmania and tasmania said you know what we like it we think it fits in with what we're doing but we're going to send you over to this guy willie valentin who's um doing a new label here and he's going to be a subsidiary of ours and i bet I was, you they regret that <laughs> yeah and, and i was like i was like listen i said okay and that's how i met willie and Willie heard the song and he liked it. And it was him, Mike Anthony, and it was somebody else, like like Ray. Ray Raw was in the was was part oh. of everything at that time, yeah. And uh, and, and that's when Willie said, I like it, but uh, we want to remix it. So my personal opinion is he didn't like the polygon style of music <laughs> because, because it did not match anything that he showed us for that freestyle parade. So I yeah, no. Regrets there. No Willie regrets. Willie was on a whole nother level. He still is. Like Willie, you know, Willie's Willie. Willie's so, Willie. So uh Freestyle Parade Volume One uh was released. Um and you know, for, for our area, because Connecticut was a different beast, you know, everybody had their favorites, you know, and they they had different labels, you know, they had the idol makers, the lunas, and they had they had uh, just a lot of different labels over there. And a lot of the people that were being recorded were not being recorded properly. Some people did have talent, like the group Intermission, which we've talked about many, many years. Um, some, you know, Jessica Marin, a lot of talent. Um, even uh, moving forward to Adelise, you know, they didn't know how to record her. They didn't know what to do with her. She was a film artist, Devore. Um, and so 
after a while, you, you, you notice that there's going to be a divide between quality music and then just people that want to be down and want to take over uh, the area and they, they don't want to go with quality. They just want to release whatever they want, whoever they want, without you know knowing how to get things recorded properly. Uh, so we go back to Vocal Image, though, and you guys have this smash hit because when we heard it here in Massachusetts, we were like, this is really good, and we, we took off with it. As a matter of fact, Willie passed Connecticut and came straight to Massachusetts and, and gave it to 90.7, gave it to 103.5, and that's what we were playing. We were the artistic people, right? And then Connecticut was the whatever, you know, the lower tier express, you know what I mean? For, for the most part. <laughs> but, and, and, and how did you guys feel when you were told that you guys were going to be on a 12-inch record? Because that was a big deal back in the 90s, being on a 12-inch record. Yeah, that was that was dope. It was a great feeling, you know. And to have it be a twelve-inch record with Pose on the B, oh, we were the B side to Pose. Yeah, we were. You know, uh, let's Thank be you. honest, you we know, were the B side yeah. to Pose. <laughs> now, I was very happy to have a vinyl record, but I'm not gonna lie. You know, when I heard we were gonna be B sided, I was like, oh, I was like, why with him? You know, I was like, like he's. No one's gonna play us, you know, because Pose that that record was so good. But yeah, it was really good. Yeah, we're very happy, and we know that not everybody was able to get a vinyl record, and uh, so it was a big deal. Yeah, we were lucky because, like you said, not everybody on mm -hmm. uh, Freestyle Parade, and, and we weren't the only ones that were B-sided. There were everybody was B-sided. It was a a production thing, you know. That was what Mick Mac was doing at the time. Yeah, uh, George Anthony, Stephanie Marie, Pose, Vocal Image, uh, Marisol, Willie Valentine. Um, so there were a lot, you know, TC had, and Wendy. One that, had a, that had a single for it by himself. Wendy, I know, I believe was by itself as well. Um, but, but the, the dual sided one was to not only save, save on costs, but also attack it with two songs instead of one, mm -hmm. uh, with the DJ. Mm -hmm. Um, and those vinyl records I still have, I have the test presses. Um, those are my pride and joys. Uh, because of the fact that that's what, you know, the, the freestyle parades one, two, and three mean the world to me, especially number two, which we're going to get into right now. Now, the story goes that you guys had this crazy trip trying to record uh, without your love. Something with a muffler and, and passing over an overpass. Can somebody please give me that story? We were, Epi was driving, right? Yo, first of all, you know that when you're in New York, if you miss an exit, you're driving for like 45 minutes to get to the next one, all right? Yes. All the loops, all the routes, all the burials. Well, we knew that ahead of time, and Epi knew that too, because we're all like, man, you missed the turn. And that's that's all we said, you missed the turn. That's all we said. We were getting ready to go down the West Side Highway, and he took the turn to take us towards Yonkers and Uptown. And we needed to go downtown because Willie was still in Chelsea. So we had to go downtown. So we we were on the wrong side. And Epi just went right over the median. And I swear he ruined his car that day. <laughs> he ruined his car that day. And it was a nice car, too. Graves. I mean, he might have left part of his muffler out there. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. I think we were all shocked for a second, though. I think yeah. And it, it was a crazy day because it was, it was the summer. Yeah, it's August. It was flaming hot out, you know. So you know we pick up, we pick up Willie, and you know the trip didn't 
the the craziness didn't end there. Obviously, we wound up picking Willie up. So we go. I think we were were we two cars deep, or did we all squeeze into the one car? I, I keep thinking that we were all in one car. Yeah, it was mad uncomfortable. Like it was a crazy trip. So I'm not sure. I think it was where we were all in one one car. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it was it was just hot. Everybody was irritable. Thank God we were all slimmer back then, so we could all fit in the car. <laughs> yep, just a bit slimmer. Um, and then we wound up going to Ozzy's studio. And Hell's Kitchen. Yes, it was. It wasn't in Hell's Kitchen, but it felt like we were in in a kitchen in hell. Yeah. It was hot as hell that day. The equipment kept turning off. Like it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was, a, it was a, an experience to well, say I mean, the least. These were some of the, the sacrifices that you made as a team, as a group, as a yeah. unit to try to make it uh, to that next level of music. And yeah. what people don't understand is it's not as easy as it is now where you, you know, oh, you have yeah, the software, no. you edit with your phone, whatever. <laughs> you could remotely uh, uh, call someone and they could do whatever you need to do. You yeah. can call your vocals in Massachusetts and send them over to New York. It wasn't like that. These were these were trips. These yeah. were trips that um, you would take. This is bonding, um, yeah. you know. And I remember the trip that we all took to to the uh, Tasmania concert where everybody was trying to perform that night. We were late, but we were late, and also somebody from Tasmania got into a fight. <coughs> Michael Estorga. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Jose. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know who got into a fight, but I know that we drove up there. Stephanie Marie did her song, and then we just drove back. But but to me, it was a great experience because we were all together in, in one car. It was Wendy, it was Julia Mena, it was Fred Nice, it was Stephanie Marie, it was Angel Mena. It was nice, and in front of us was Ma Two Bears and uh, <laughs> um. And it was great, man. It was great. <laughs> oh my god! Bears, right? That was my first. That was my first show ever out of state. That was, and then uh, a little bit after that, didn't we do a show in? Uh, we did a show in. Um, or was that with Tao? I don't remember. I know I I met Tito Puente Jr. and well, we and. We we did a whole series. We did a whole series of Tito Puente Jr. Yeah, it was crazy, man. We did a lot what of traveling remember, back then. What I remember of that trip to Philadelphia was the fact that when we went back, my two bears and Wonder Slug wrecked their truck, and they had to come and they had to come in our truck, and their wheels fell off, and they slid sideways into the middle of in Wethersfield, I believe it was. No, it was on Silas Dean Highway. It was in Silas Berlin. Dean Highway, yeah, perfect. Well, no, the Berlin Turnpike. My bad. It was in Berlin Turnpike. Yeah, next to next to where uh, Best Buy is. Every time I pass by there, I'm like, oh yeah, man, I remember this. Yeah, uh, but um, I always get those two confused, anyways. That those Connecticut areas, but I just re I always remember that story because I get that flashback of the car sideways with the wheel over there. Yeah, uh, that was nuts. But it was again, and then we had breakfast like nothing. You know what I mean? We were like, forget them and have breakfast. You know, and and at that time, I you guys were coming to the radio station week uh, on a weekly basis. I had gone through a breakup and I was trying to hire you guys to come sing without your love to my ex at her house and you know come in the limo with flowers. You remember that? But but you know what I remember is the fact that I I got over 
I got over that breakup by spending my whole summer with Fred, Julio, Angel, just doing nothing but freestyle for the entire time. Yeah. You know, I was out of school. I, I was going to college, but I wasn't going to classes. I was just going there on Saturdays to do my show from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. I remember also everybody getting into the, the old Honda Accord with the with the with the uh, crates and crates of records in the trunk and they couldn't close so we tied it and then everybody in the car and my car is down yeah the ground and we're scraping through the potholes uh, trying to get to the radio station at uh HCC so those those are great times for me and and that's what attaches me to the freestyle parade 2 series uh, because um that really brought everybody together uh, I remember the marathons that we had on Saturdays from uh, 7 a.m. on Saturday to Sunday the next day at 7 a.m. Um, once a year, we should do that. I used to bring everybody into the studio. Um, but when we when we think about vocal image, we talk about there were there were two great freestyle groups in New England. One of them is vocal image, and the other one is three to the max. And after yeah. that, I don't remember any groups. You know what I mean? Because, and even though there were, you know, we talk about Latin Express, we talk about the, the originators, you know, the people that first recorded freestyle uh, as a group. Uh, we talk about intermission. We talk about, uh, you know, the curiosity, the curiosities. But, but you know. I, I thought I think about the combination of uh, Fred Nice, Angel Mena, and at the time, Julio Mena. Um, that combination was great. And this is the only compilation that you guys were all on at the same time freestyle parade volume two yeah together singing together yeah hey, hey angel correct me if i'm wrong but isn't that the first time that willie actually heard julio sing like when julio got behind yeah him? that was another one of that yeah willie willie didn't hear me or julio until he met us so, <laughs> hey, okay. so he put julio in the booth he said you ready who said yeah i'm ready and at the time, Julio sang one of his, it was near, we, he did the very end part first. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we, we were doing the chorus first. So he did the crazy. Yeah. And Willie was recording uh, with Ozzy. And I remember um, they both looked at each other and they looked at me and they looked at Angel. They looked at me again. And I'm like, you know, like, like I'm like, <laughs> letting him know. And, and I think it was like something like, um, okay, we got it. We're, we're good. You know, that was, yeah. the, that was the first time he ever heard Julio sing. <laughs> Like, you know, he was like, here's this guy bringing another girl. Hope it's not another Ebby, whatever it is, you know? But I, I just remember that. I remember his face. Like, I never forget his face. Like, like we surprised him, you know? Be between Freestyle Parade Volume 1 and 2, uh, we had a record release party in Chickabee, Massachusetts. Um, and uh, it was uh, everyone together. Wreck the One, Angel Mena, Epic, Epi, Caesar, Julio Mena, and Fred Nice, Agent Cardona. The one and only time all four of us were ever on stage at the same time. First and if last. No. I'm able to get, if I'm able to get the footage, because I have that on a VHS tape, I will try to yeah. put it into this here. Um, but um, I remember I remember you guys having mics, all four of you. Oh. Uh, and this is the only time that I've ever seen or witnessed someone sing and being asked to leave the group after they sing. So that's exactly, <laughs> Yo, that's exactly what happened. That, that was a crazy situation because, you know, we, we, it was what it was. We knew 
that there was a weak, I don't want to say weak link, but there was a lesser vocalist in the group. So beforehand, Willie had, he had made the decision that he was going to lower that person's mic. But in actuality, he lowered my mic. Mm -hmm. And, but luckily I have this voice that I could sing without a mic in a venue and you could still hear me. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, I remember Julio just giving the death stare. <laughs> I thought, Jose, if you find the footage, that's all I want to see. Yo, you could see it. Like I, I saw the show after and it's like, you could, you would see the moment where Julio looks <laughs> and that's, and that's when you know it was game over. It was over. We got a phone call the very next day. Mm-hmm. And uh, Willie kindly asked us to remove uh, the person from the group. And that's what happened. Yeah, guess who had to do it? You. Guess who had to break the news? <laughs> you're, you're, you're the boss when it comes to that, right? The hirings and firings, right? Or, yeah. or when somebody threatens you, I'm joining the group. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I you know that I was I was beginning my career at the time as a DJ and on your personality, but that was school for me. Uh to watch somebody with a hot mic that can't carry the, the, the song, and then the ones that can carry the song frustrated on the fact that who do got this beautiful voice, Angel got a beautiful voice, Fred is trying to do his part. And Epi got wow, you hear what he just did, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Fresh trying to sing his part. You know what I mean? Everybody's trying to do their part. Angel Mena, the only thing that you remember from Angel Mena's performance is the Angel Mena uh, crotch grab. You know what I mean? That's Oh, the- yes. He did it every show. But the bottom line is, is that I've never witnessed somebody being asked to re- be removed from a show or uh, 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 a group um live you know what i mean it was like the the thing was over and i you know i see fred going towards willie willie pops into his ear and to me that's the time where he tells him he gotta go you know what i mean because <laughs> he went right in the ear you know what i mean and but it, it was uh it was a, another experience that i got to share with you um i was your manager for like a real brief period of time i think for like 20 minutes um well, I had a. I remember going to Hartford, Connecticut, and it was a room full of people. It was Vocal Image, uh, Fred, Angel, and Julio. It was Adelise. It was Mary Luce. It was Shirley Yvette. It was Deshaun. Yeah. Uh, it was Jay Adams was in there, and I'm like, Yeah, they didn't. They didn't like us. They didn't like us. Yeah. So it was I like, remember. I remember conversations late years later how they used to refer to us as the pretty ones. But that that was the case. That was the case in all of Connecticut. You know, when you had a a moniker of success, it would be it would be a a situation where there would be others that didn't have as much talent as you trying to get at you. And there was always this um, uh, putting you against three to the max. You know what I mean? Or on point. Um, It was always vocal image on point. And then you know because they didn't like you, they'll favor on point or three to the max. Or vice versa, if you're in Massachusetts, and and not knowing that we were all great friends, 
God. Whenever we saw each other, man, we would be, when they performed, we were right in front <laughs> and the other way around. And, you know, even years after they stopped singing, we would see each other. And even right now, if we saw each other, it just, it was always been love between us and them. It's always been like that. So it was weird to see people be like, try to put us against each other because it was nothing but it was it was crazy, yo. Like those guys, we loved three to the max. Yes. You know what I mean? Like those guys were amazing. Um, eventually, things do come to an end, and it, it just appeared that um, vocal image uh, imploded. You know, um, when you when you when you um, when you look at Freestyle Parade Body Number Three, you know the art of dance, uh, and you look at this 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 album, I think about. Um, vocal image uh doing solo projects so it's like uh men of brothers you and your brother did one song fred did one song and that's because you guys shop things individually to willie and it ended up that he liked both projects i i remember um that angel and Hula got picked up i didn't think that the fred song would be picked up and it became really popular and willie was like i love this song and it got blessed by by michael anthony by being able to use the all-in moniker that was used on the previous freestyle parades. So, Fred, um, could you tell me um, how Julio left the group and and the split came the first time a vocal image uh, disbanded? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's something petty, you know. It was ultra petty, honestly. It was the women we were with. Oh, there you go. I knew it was something petty. <laughs> it, was, it was, yo. It was, you know, we got three talented men, but. You know, we had females in our lives that were, it was what it was. You know what I mean? It was not just one of them. It, it was a combination of all three women at the time just whispering in our ears. You know what I mean? And it, it, it just, it was what it was. We became, we became a, a byproduct of, of being overhyped. You know what I mean? We, we believed the hype about ourselves. And it was just, it was crazy. I remember crying the the breakup show in Springfield. Yes. I was like, son of a bitch, is this really <laughs> happening? <laughs> so I, I, got to, I got to book them in the best uh, places I could ever find, this piss infested fest, <laughs> uh, poopy smelling club that when you walk in there, all you do is smell urine and beer together. That was the night Wendy fell down the stairs, right? Yes, I remember that. This is just a memory. You're not picking on her. It's just a memory. I, just, I remember when it happened. Yeah. Before her I, knees, and your brother just starts laughing hard. Yeah. I, my mom is the one that picked her up and cleaned her up. Um, and, but I just remember who did just laughing at. I, I love. I love Julio's laugh because it's it's sarcasm, it's it's I got you, it's it's just so many things in that laugh, right? Especially now, but back then, he just didn't care, you know what I mean? And I just remember everybody meeting at my house for the show, and um, you know, Wendy fell on her knees, and my mom, you know, picked her up and cleaned her off or whatever. Everybody was mad at Julio, but. I was mad at Julio, but and yeah, everybody was like, "Bro," <laughs> he started really hard. But as soon as I got in the car, I just remember his laugh, and it makes me laugh right now. It made me laugh all these years later, 
and and I love Wendy, but <laughs> just that he it just came out like like he can belt out the song, he can belt out that laugh. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, it uh, to me, I also remember picking a side. Like like I picked Angel and Julio's side. I remember that I told you guys you were going to be called Total Image, and yeah, I remember that you were going to go. Um, and we put it on the AVP compilation and the thank yous. Um, but but what I know is is that it wasn't the same. It di- it didn't work the same when you guys were apart. When you guys were together, um, you guys were better together. And and oh, yeah. we just kept we just kept on doing those uh, farewell parties a lot. You know, like you would break up. You go, no, no, this is a farewell. And then I see you in New York, and you guys are together, and we're back together. Oh no, we're back apart. You know, and it just continues on. But it was it was. It was a tough time. We were we were we were in a group for a while there, and then um, Julio took the opportunity to join Facade. Yes, and um, <clears throat> then I am you know we started recording stuff with Willie solo. Remember that stuff that we did for GRW, and that was when Willie was releasing all those all those records on Hot Records. Yes, and. Um, then eventually we actually we stopped and then we were recording stuff separately and we wound up saying screw it let's put out a vocal image album yep talk about the ride from hell so i remember like at one point in time when you were an artistic back in those days when we were immature we were driving in that small little car, the the car where we had a cassette and we listened to Artie. Um, you know, uh, the, the, what's the song that we love from Artie that we listened to in the car and the cassette? I can't resist. I can't resist. Yeah, we just we're going to New Britain. I, I don't even know. I don't even think I was working at the time. You know, like I, I'm a trust fund baby. You know what I mean? I have money in the bank. <laughs> so um, I'm just driving with you, and then we started having conversation. I know that it got dark. And then you start talking about like people getting offers for um, albums and you guys not getting one, but I'm in the car with you and you're like, we deserve a, you know what I mean? And all these swears come, right? And then I see the first light, he ate that first light and I'm like, oh my goodness. And then he just keeps on just like, and this and this and that. And then he takes this turn and I think it's New Britain Avenue or something that it has a turn where the light is. And he ate that light too and I'm like, oh my God. You know, and then the speed limit is 55. I look at the speedometer, it's 73. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, my God. So all I can hear is I can't resist him upset about a, a record deal and him eating lights. I think he ate four. <laughs> and I and the thing is, I didn't overreact, and I stayed calm, and I just tried to calm him down. And the more that I talk, I figured, you know, my melodic voice will calm him down. Nope. You know? <laughs> So then I had to tell him everything that he wanted to hear. Yes, Angel, you deserve an album. Yes, Angel. <laughs> you know, why don't you pull it right here so I can get a soda? You know what I mean? Like anything. The ride from hell. Yeah, that was that was one of the right. Like you know, back in the day, we we were a lot more carefree. Now it's not. You know, we can't afford to be carefree like that anymore. Glad I you know. I... Huh? I'm glad I wasn't in that car with him with you guys. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, no. and it wasn't like the small. It wasn't a Chevy Chevelle or what? It was, was it? a Chevy. It was Madeline's car. Yeah, man, it was small, bro. You yeah, had to, you had to push it to go 55. Yeah, I remember. Reason, he was going 73. You know what I mean? Like, 
I, I don't know if the anger powered the car into going faster. Yeah, but, it was. Yeah, but, you no. know, but back then again, it's all learning. You know what I mean? It's all learning. Um, and I, I would, I don't resent anything that ever happened between all of us, uh, because you know we're all together here now. All these years later, uh, we want to say twenty-five years later, almost thirty. Yeah, almost thirty. Yeah, and we're still talking here. We're still, we're still friends. We still have conversations. Um, you know, we, we were talking today about how people like to use conversations on Messenger and share them after they're not cool with somebody. If there's a person that can share stuff about me, it's that man right there. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, no. All the right. But he would never do that. I know that. But I'm just saying, like, I say some outlandish shit to him now. We, we say crazy stuff to each other. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> That conversation we had a few months ago, where I was like, "Yo, just let her die already." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was like, "Oh my!" And I said, "You that I said you the the inappropriate, um, you know, um, a meme for like you know the the supporters or whatever." Of, yeah. Oh yeah. No, there's. You know what I mean? And it's just we just have a lot of fun, and so that 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 comes with trust. Um, you know, I I, you know. I, I send you your equipment to wherever you are. I buy stuff off of you when you want to sell it. <laughs> Look at that monitor right there. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, Look at that Xbox over there. You know what I mean? But Oh, speaking of Xbox, I told you I got the Xbox Series X, right? Yeah, see? See oh, how I got no. quiet? Can we just continue on here? We're doing a professional show here, sir. <laughs> So, but here, here's the here's the reason why we're doing this unsung episode, and I know that we're doing it at the end, right? After Freestyle Parades Volume One, Two, and Three, everyone that was part of Vocal Image Without Your Love became something more. Anyone who was connected to Vocal Image became something more. Um, Epi became uh, a military man, you know. Uh, you know, uh, June Love, you know, he had his own businesses and stuff. He did a lot of um, things that, uh, you know, entrepreneurship, you know, it taught us those things. Um, but the, you know, Stephanie Marie, who joined your group for like 43 seconds, just to do Ashley's part at the chick, you know, she became Stephanie Marie, Fish Operate 2 on the flip side of the song with uh, George Anthony. Um, but when we talk about the, the three of you, the, the core, the without your love crew, you guys became, um, you know, people that were influencing the area in a complete form, um, whether it be by production, whether it be with your music, or whether it be by by just being you. Um, who, who do you owe that to if you need to thank one person um, for being able to grow you individually and collectively? Willie. And that's... I mean, Willie's been there from the beginning, you know what I'm saying? And I swear to God, he keeps getting better and better every time. I'll I know. you a softball. I just wanted to make sure you got it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, Willie. That's that's not even – it's not even up for debate. You know what I mean? Like, if it wasn't for Willie, it wouldn't be – we wouldn't be where we are now, you know? Fred is – you know, he's doing – you know, he does a lot of writing. You know, he, he was part of uh, – Reza Sharp Records for a while there. Um, of course, Julio is Julio. You know what I mean? He's doing well, things. Monster, man, that Monet, uh, you know, he, he's doing his thing. He's got the the deal with cutting. You know what I mean? And 
and me, I did okay for myself, you know, with the NSR stuff. Right. And I'm I'm still doing NSR. It's just, you know, it's been a little tough, you know, the last couple of years, you know. But, uh, you know, m- moving to where I am now, being where I am now, the energy, the energy is good. You know what I mean? So, um. I've been rec- I've been working on a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. and recording and people just aren't gonna it it's like um it's the next level of of NSR so you know it started with broken love and uh you know we're going to continue to I'm going to continue rocking it until people tell me to shut the hell up you know what I mean it is what it is <laughs> Fred Fred you've also been um opening doors for other artists especially in this area like for example I remember you, um, you know, bringing forth uh, Jennifer Zapata, um, also um, carrying the torch for Rudy Fausto, who is probably, you know, a great import from Chicago, you know, that you get to have in your Connecticut label that is distributed um, overseas. You know, that that is uh, something in itself um, to have somebody like Rudy Fausto with you in your camp. That's a, that's a big notch on that uh, on that belt. How has really, it been? How really, has it been doing these things over the years? Um, you know what? It, I like it better. You know, I like it. You know, I um, working with Rudy has been easy because not only is he a great vocalist, he's also a very great writer. You know, so all of his stuff is amazing. Um, I've had the I've had the honor and, pl- and pleasure to work on his last couple of songs, and I and I do I do backgrounds for him. You know, but they're very subtle. You know, what I'm saying no one needs my backgrounds on his vocals. You know. Just try to give him some some depth in some of those tracks, but like he bounces stuff off of me, I bounce stuff off of him. You know, um, to piggyback on 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 Angel's point, you know, Willie Willie was a big influence in what I was doing. I mean, Sasan for a while was a was a big influence in what I was doing. Um, when when I when I went away from artistic for a while, I was working with you know the late great Josie Santos. So I, I've had the um, I've had a lot of different people steer me in a bunch of different directions and stuff but as far as um who i am or what i've become i've always been a writer first vocalist third you know and uh for me oh my god and uh you know so so i just keep doing that i mean i haven't done nothing in a long time i do have two songs that i am working on but i've been working on them for like one of them one of them angel has has been there for a long time one of them um I contracted one of these really good, hot, recent producers, and I have a song that's ready. I just got to write it. You know, the, the problem is, is like, you know, what happens is 30 years later, you know, life is happening. My kid is, my kid's in college now. You know, I got grandkids. Um, I'm coaching high school basketball, trying to become a college coach. I, I have to do my real job. So music is, I, I listen to your podcast all the time, Jose, you know, I do. I listen right. to, a lot of time. I listen to Angel stuff all the single every time. And uh, you know, every time he sends me his 13th mix, I'm done. I block him for a little while. Dude, I got I got a 27 gigabyte hard drive with just version one. Just version, version yeah. I'm sorry about that, guys. Yeah, no, I, you're a perfectionist, you know. And, and Rudy and I, Rudy will send me every single song that he writes, and Rudy has some good songs out. But the stuff that you guys haven't heard yet, like I don't know what's going on. Why hasn't he released this stuff? It's so amazing. So, to me, you know, I got music that I want to release. But you know, it, I'm not in a hurry. You know, it's like because I'm letting light. I'm letting I mean, we've, been, we've been kicking around the vocal image album for like two years now. 
Hey, Jose, stay tuned. Coming soon. Vocal Image, the routine part two. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean part two, part 20? You guys broke up. Gave, I saw you in New York, got back together, broke up again in, in Connecticut. And, I mean, you guys are never going to get rid of each other. No. Um, well, no. Fred and I, that's, you know, we're brothers. You know, we we over 20 years, man. And it just... It is what it is, man. You guys, you guys, to me, are the mainstay of Vocal Image because, I mean, we have former members like Julio and June and Ashley and Epi and Stephanie. You know what I mean? But to me, you guys have always been the core group. The, when you guys represented Freestyle, you represented Freestyle as Vocal Image, not your individual selves. You always had a Vocal Image in mind first. Now, a lot of people thought this was a joke, right? Um, and, and I took this very seriously uh, because what we wanted to do was we wanted to honor the people that uh, have influenced our area for a long time, people that have uh, uh, grown their brand and, and people that, um, you know, just represent New England uh, the way that I feel New England should be represented, right? And that is the, um, the Clubhouse Dance Music Freestyle Hall of Fame. Now, you guys were inducted um, to the Hall of Fame uh, back uh, about five years ago. Um, and to me, it just needed to happen, you know, in front of an audience of families, um, in front of your peers. It just needed to happen because you guys, like I, we just explained in this whole entire unsung uh, uh, episode, the fact that you guys have branched to help other people individually, you made the area better, but you also have um, cemented the fact that vocal image were trendsetters. Uh, collectively and individually in this whole entire area of New England. So how did it feel to be inducted to a clubhouse dance music freestyle hall of fame? I, it was amazing for me. Uh, you know, it was one of those situations where you guys try to hide it from me and um, you wound up having to tell me, because remember I lived at the time I lived like six hours away. Yes. So I was like, you know, I don't know, man, this trip is, is crazy for me to go out there for one night and blah, blah, blah. So then I, I guess I forced the issue and you guys had to tell me that we were being in, and you yeah. were trying to do it as a surprise and, and I appreciate it. And, and it was something, it's something that it, out of all the awards that I've ever gotten, you know, and, and this isn't me tooting my own horn, you know, I've got, how many awards did we get throughout the years? Why did you include the New England Freestyle Award? <laughs> you know, I got that. Then I got the Lifetime Achievement one in Buffalo. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I've, I've received, I'm, you know, I've received my fair share of awards. That, that moment and being on stage with Fred and us being inducted into the Hall of Fame and just having all my friends and family there, it was, it was an amazing moment for me, I, you know. I can't speak to what Fred was feeling, but for me, I loved it. You know, it's it's outside of outside of the birthday party last year, Willie's fiftieth. Yes, that was my favorite night as a freestyle artist. Yeah, for for me, you know, for me, obviously, you know, we we were all very humbled, very honored. You know, kid from uh, Hartford, Connecticut, that sang freestyle started singing at the cafeteria of his lunchroom, you know, just, you know, and never took it seriously. And, and to go back full circle, the first time that I saw 3 to the Max perform was at Goodnight Hartford. 
Um, that, that was the nightclub. Good night, Hartford. They opened up for TKA. So I went to go see TKA and I got to see my high school classmate, George Velez there. And I'm like, what? What, what, what is this all about? To see him singing, dancing, to see the women absolutely going crazy. Yeah, we did a lot of stuff back then for the women. We <laughs> were definitely. <laughs> the angel men are grab. Uh, so, you know, to take it from that moment, <laughs> to take it from to take it from that moment to start making music, you know, to being recognized, you know, getting you know, New England's best freestyle groups, whatever, all those awards and stuff. That award that I have, that Hall of Fame award, is sitting right next to my 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 school degrees. You know, what I'm saying, you know, it, it's it's in the same level of of honor, you know. And I had my brother there, um, I had my sister there. And uh, I remember I was able to brag, Angel. I was able to brag because my brother Pito is in the uh, Boxing Hall of Fame. Boxing Hall of Fame, yeah. So I was like, yeah, so you're not the only Hall of Fame. I was in the Hall of Fame, I remember that. <laughs> I was great seeing your brother there, too, and the family. It was, it was, it was, a, it was the, the whole thing was surreal. It was amazing, you know? And, and again, I, I, as the person that puts this together, it's important to me to make sure that we I catalog the history of New England freestyle because now more than ever, I always say this, um, people are rewriting history. They're giving yeah. themselves awards that they never earned. Um, they're, they're writing about things that they never did. Um, and, and it's important for me to say vocal image was a mainstay in New England. Vocal image made a difference uh, not only for uh, the group scene in New England, not only for other artists from New England, but it just made the area better to have Angel Mena NSR, to have Fred Nice, you know, introducing new artists and writing for people, to have Julio Mena and Melody Monster, uh, to have a Stephanie Marie, to have an Ashley who had a smash hit in New England with Don't Let Me Go, um, a song that, you know, people went crazy for when they first heard. And it was on Nightmare Records on Walter Camacho's label. Um, to, to see all the other members do different things personally. And then to induct these guys that um, were there in the beginning of 103.5 and CPR's clubhouse and were there on the weekends, you know, co-hosting and, and making my show better and, and having me earn my audience and bringing their audience to me. Um, I just think it was a culmination of all the great things that you've done in this area. So I needed to honor you at, on that time. And I needed to talk about it right now on this episode of uh CPR's Clubhouse unsung because you guys are unsung heroes of New England freestyle. Um, and I don't want anyone to ever forget it. I Thank you. Um, appreciate that. Well, Angel and Jose, um, how about you guys try to put a catalog of all the songs that we've ever written? Oh, no, that's a lot. Then <laughs> add another hour to the show? Yeah, no, bro. <laughs> There are so many songs in the New England area that we've written, either written, co-written, sang background for. Done vocal production for. <laughs> or that people won't even realize that we're a part of that. Some songs that I've forgotten that I want to forget. You know, um, just there are so many. And one one day I was trying to do that, Angel. I was trying to do, I did all of my catalog versus Julio's catalog, your catalog. And, I, and, and I stopped because I was like, man, did we not have anything else to do in our lives, you know? So, so, so I, we, it's because you guys, it's because you guys were dedicated to, uh, to the, the genre of music that you love so much. And I'm looking at my phone here and I, I remember, I remember now, and I noticed now that you are walking away on the background vocals, Fred Nice. 
um, of, of the Walk It Away song and a lot of the Rudy stuff. You are in the background and the song just popped in my head and I'm listening to your backgrounds in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, that, that is true. Um, and I also remember Angel Mena um, with Willie Valentine doing a, a song with Dr. Javi solo featuring Willie Valentine, How Could I Be yeah. the One? And and Willie and Angel Mena's voice blending so great together that you think that the whole thing was done by Willie because the tone that Angel used was so similar to how Willie Valentine was singing. So mm -hmm. uh, these are just some of the small things. And, and the brilliance and how far in the future Julia was, because I still remember listening to Think um, and, and the song that Julia put together and being futuristic, something that right now people will listen to and think it's new. Same thing with, with Angel Mena, who would put out these ballad freestyle songs that people would go crazy for, like Win Back Your Love. Um, to this day, that is like an epic song that starts off slow and ends with a crescendo. You know, and to have Fred Nice keep so many people in business, you know what I mean? To to, to keep so many artists relevant um, and to give opportunity to people that probably didn't need to get an opportunity. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, and again, and that's and that's his that's his altruism. That's his trying to make things better because he he didn't just take money and put something out. He you no. could hear in the writing, you could hear in the production. Oh yeah. You Gotta make the person sound better, you know what I mean. So these are things that need to be commended. And so you know, I I I, I tip my hat off to you guys. Um, I love you as my brothers, but I also want you to know that you are important to me when it comes to the annals of, of freestyle and the genre, uh, because it's important to keep all this information for the community to have in the future. And that's why this this show is on YouTube and will forever live in YouTube, so they know that vocal image was an important part of New England freestyle and freestyle in general uh, through uh, their works individually, but collectively they will live in infamy on those compilations, man. It's, it's just, it's just great. It's, and it's an honor to call you guys my friends as well. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we've, 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 we've been through our ups and downs collectively and, but you know, it's like you said, we're brothers, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, there's there's no one that's gonna nothing that's gonna come between us, right? You know, so you know so we appreciate we go, it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave uh, this this show with your thank yous. Um, we'll start with with uh, Angel, and then we'll we'll lead off with we'll leave with Fred. Uh, Angel, who do you want to thank when it comes to the the saga of vocal image? Oh, definitely. You know, definitely want to thank Willie, um, artistic. Uh, I want to thank you, obviously. You know, um, DJs like Jesus the Juice, you know, Alex Rivera, mm -hmm. um, you know, Louis the Legend, uh, Becky, you know, uh, yes. uh, Becky Osorio. Um, you know, you guys played my music, you know, Peter C., Wonder Slug, Bad Influence, you know, Porky, <laughs> you know, uh, DJs that, that played our music and, and supported us. And, and everything that we did, uh, definitely want to thank, like I said, Willie Artie. Artie played a big influence in, in who I became as an artist. Uh, Freddie the Edit Rivera, he, you know, he had some, some, some knowledge that he shared with me that I will always appreciate. Um, you know, Fred for always pushing me, you know what I mean? 
uh, my brother Julio for definitely always pushing me. Or <laughs> <laughs> your buttons, whichever one comes first. No, you know, he, 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 the, the guy's a talented man, you know what I mean? And no one can ever take that away from him. There's no I'm, way. I'm, so, I'm just so glad that you guys have um, reunited and it feels so good because every time I see you guys hug, every time I see you guys in the same room, yeah, yeah, you uh, know, I, I just, I love that. I love that because I love my brothers. I love you guys like my brothers. Even though he can't stand me, but the bottom line is, I I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Julio. I always love him, whether he's watching this right now or not, and and throwing stuff at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Saying "f you" to me. I've I've always I've always wanted the best for him, and probably the reason why he, you know, we get in each other's nerves because I wanted to push him to be the best that he that he could be. And yeah. you know, and and I can't I can't say that he hasn't gotten to that point. You know, yeah. but no, he's killing he's it on his own terms, and yeah. so we have to respect that. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously we got to thank the fans because without the fans, you know, the true fans, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, and I love all my fans, but, you know, there's, it is what it is. I'll leave it at that. Um, the, the culture now is different from when we were coming up, fans then and fans now are, it's a different breed, you know yeah, what I mean? We celebrate each other, like we just talked about for an hour. The celebration, the the camaraderie, and the togetherness. I could not wait for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to come, just so I can go hang with you guys in in uh, in Connecticut and just do stupid freestyle shit. You know, what I mean? <laughs> we did do a lot of dumb shit, but um, you know, and and, and you know, to like I said, to, the 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 fans and of the, the record stores that that sold our stuff. You know, um. One in particular, Mr. Musica, you know, honestly, he put us all, mm -hmm. like, he put every one of us on. You know what I mean? Every in Connecticut, there was no freestyle without Mr. Musica. Every compilation he sold was good. Every single one. Yeah. I, there was no freestyle in Connecticut without Mr. Musica. That is correct. I, and I'll fight anybody who says otherwise. No, you know what I mean? Mr. Musica you know, was, was a person that you know, sold everything. He could sell ice yeah. to Eskimos. Um, yeah, was well, it, it was, it, he was, he was an amazing, he was an amazing person to have in your life if you were into freestyle mm -hmm. or it, just in general, you know, he was a great man, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I still have but, a Mr. Musica plaque that he gave me in 1996. <laughs> Probably one of the greatest days of my life. You know, I got to, I got to, you know, Fall in love with music, fall in love with a woman on the same night, that night. Uh, we had our first kids that night. It was just amazing, you know. Um, it's just those little things, you know. I got hit in the penis by Willie Valentina that night, too, because he did that the elephant trick. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't was that the night you went to? to today, and I got hit by an elephant, and he goes, for real, you want to see the scar? I'm like, where is it? And he goes, bah! Like a, <laughs> you know? Willie's always a joker. Uh, uh, Fred, before we go, who would you like to thank? Oh, man. Hold on a second. <laughs> Bro, I was going to say, this dude, if he pulls out a list. <laughs> He's going to be like Chris Jericho in 1998. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Uh, honestly, man, listen. Angel pretty much covered it all. You know, you guys, the DJs, you know, the most underrated part of, of freestyle music has always been you guys, you know, the DJs, you know? 
and there's too many to 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 mention but in my area specifically you know jose juice louis the legend you know dj porky wonder slug bad influence peter c was the first guy to actually played my record i remember that. do you believe in me mm -hmm. um he played my record um that's where i met woody balancing the first yeah. time yeah and where i was trashing mick mac because they didn't sign me <laughs> and then he was there <laughs> i remember that um and then you were signed anyways right to a subsidiary yeah we, yeah we ended up with them anyways you know um obviously the fans you know everything that we do for this music is all about the fans and we got some really good fans and some smart fans and you know, obviously our families, you know, none of us can do this without the support of our families, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was going to say, people in my life that influenced me, Willie Valentine, you know, obviously the guy that gave that took, gave a chance on us, you know, um, Adam Morano in some type of way, right? Let me give him a shout out because he actually got me signed, which allowed me to live this life, you know? Um, Josie Santos, you know, rest in peace, who took care of me and, God bless him. and did yeah, a lot God of good him, I yeah. still punch myself uh, in the face sometimes when I remember him offering me 10 grand to come over with CPR's clubhouse. And I said, no, 10 stacks, bro. I said, no, you must've had a lot of money at the time, <laughs> you know, but you know, him, um, you know, uh, <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> trust fund baby over here. Um, listen, I mean, there's a lot of people that I can thank and stuff, you know what I'm saying? And, and as far as the music goes, you know, like I said, we don't do this without, without Angel, without Julio, without June, you know, the people that started with me, the people that are still with me out there. And even the ones that are no longer with me for whatever reasons, you know, I had a great partnership with Hassan. I, I hold no ill wills. Him and I did a, a whole bunch of great stuff that's going to live on for a long time. Yeah. So I hope he's doing well. I, I hope he continues to do music. I will continue to do music, you know, um, Angel and I will continue to do music. Um, I'm just not in a hurry to put it out like I used to, like every month or so, you know? So um, we can go on and on, but um, this, this is what it is, you know, we're just very appreciative, you know, of everybody. I, I would like to thank the Clubhouse Dance Music, Freestyle Hall of Famers, uh, Angel Benna, and of course, Fred Nice, uh, collectively known as Vocal Image for being part of CPR's Clubhouse Live. Uh, and don't forget to check out the link so you can check them out on social media or you can check out their music uh, until next time, it's CPR saying goodbye. And remember, it's not who you love, it's how. Talk to you soon. Yeah. That's right. Here it go. The focal image. Y'all thought it was over, son. For real. You really thought it was over. Nah. The Vinyl Assassin. DJ Cliff Potts. In the mix.
hit the turntable at the wrong speed. Want to try it again? Final Assassin. Assassins. 